1: The Healing Word program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
2: Is the blood of Jesus on your family, over your house. That's the alarm system that you need.
1: Welcome to The Healing Word, a ministry of the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland. Today, we're continuing to look at the actions of Joshua as he leads the Israelites into the promised land. Here's Pastor Morris with an introduction to today's message, The Scarlet Cord.
2: Friend, I'm in a series now from the first and second and third chapters of the book of Joshua, how the people of Israel overcame victoriously overcame. They went through the Red Sea. Now they're up to the Jordan River, just about ready to cross over to the land of milk and honey. To you and me, that's the land of salvation, the land that Jesus brings us into. And we can live in that land right now. If you don't have peace in your heart, this message, hear it. It will bring Jesus to you and you will Have peace as you open your heart to Him and receive Him. He's the Prince of Peace. Let's go into the sanctuary and hear the message. It's entitled, The Scarlet Cord." Now where are we in our series? Israel, the people of God, that huge migrating nation is at the bank of Jordan. They are ready to cross the Jordan River over into the promised land, the land that flows with milk and honey. Now, here's something I think we need to understand. There's going to be a lot of wars and fighting. The first city to be taken down is the city of Jericho. Now, that land that they're going in, they're they're not going in to steal the land and grab the land. That land was given to Abraham 400 years ago. But there became a famine in the land of Egypt, and the people of Israel, small at that time, were all living in that land. That was their land. They lived there. But they went down into Egypt to get food. And while they were in Egypt, uh, the Egyptians enslaved them and kept them down there 400 years. Well, in that uh, that length of time, uh, the other nations moved in and sort of squatters rights. They moved in and occupied the land that was not their land. It never was their land. It was always the land of Israel. I mean, if you leave your house and go on a vacation and you come home, it's still your house, right? You were away a little while. Well, they were away a long while. But uh, when they, now it was time for them to come back. And God said, I gave it to you. It's yours. It's always been yours. It's yours now. Those other people can leave voluntarily. And if they don't leave voluntarily, then you have to root them out. And that's why the downfall of Jericho and many of the other cities. Well here they are on the bank of Jordan ready to cross the Jordan River to go over and to take the land that had been given them and that they owned for all of these years. Owned because of the gift of God. Moses died. Moses died and was not allowed to take them over into the promised land because Moses committed a sin. Now friends you can't do little Things, no matter how little and how insignificant it may seem if it's against the word of God we're going to answer for it we're God's people we're God's people we're to live lives that will please him all Moses did was to take a rod and hit the rock instead of speaking to the rock and the water coming out He he got so angry because the people kept murmuring and murmuring. Nothing seemed to please the people. And he was just a human being. And he was just so inundated. And he became angry. And he took his anger out by taking a rod and hitting that stone. And the water came out. God did let the people drink. But God said, because you didn't speak and you took a rod and hit it, it may seem like a little thing. But, sir, you don't go over into the promised land. Still with me? All right. Well, here they are. Moses can't go over. He tells Joshua, you're going to have to go over. I'm going to die. Moses gave the leadership to Joshua. Joshua is commissioned. They're all ready to go. All ready to go. They've been down in Egypt 400 years. They had wandered in the wilderness 40 years. It was time now to go over into the promised land. And God said, oh, three more days. Three more days. We have waited 40 years. This is the big day. Three more days. What's going on, God? You know, God does things somewhat differently than sometimes we expect. But he does everything beautiful everything perfect. Three more days. Well, there was somebody over there in the city of Jericho that needed to be saved. Now think about it. Here is a migrating nation of 2 million, perhaps even 2,500,000. And God is holding up this whole migrating nation for one person sort of staggers the imagination. Now there's a lot of people here in the Largo Community Church this morning. But God is looking for one person to bless today. And you're that one person. He wants to bless the whole church and he will bless the whole church. But he wants to bless you, the individual, the person here in the church. Remember Jesus told the story about the 99 sheep that the shepherd left and went after the one? Remember the story of that little feeble old lady that pressed through the crowd and touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And Jesus was on his way to do another healing. He was on his way to do something very important. He was a man with a mission and he stopped. He stopped because one little old lady. Now, if that one little old lady had died, who would have missed her? But he touched his garment She touched his garment and everything. You know, God will stop. He'll hold up. He held up this whole nation for three days for one person on the other side. One person. You have heard of Reverend Rick Warren. Rick Warren tells the story of his dad that was dying in the hospital. His dad had been a great pastor, and his dad was dying. Now the son is a pastor. And the older pastor, the dad, reached over, put his hand on Rick's head. And he said, son, one more for Jesus. One more for Jesus. Now God loves everybody. And God is, but God, listen to me. But God is not necessarily impressed with big numbers. I'll tell you what impresses God. You do. You impress God. He is looking for somebody that he might love, somebody he might forgive, somebody he might heal, somebody he might bless. Yes, he loves big numbers, but he'll leave the ninety and nine to go after the one every time. He'll respond to one feeble old lady who touches his garment. He'll do it every time. One more for Jesus.
1: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday via live streaming. Go to largoscc.org at 9 or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on watch live. Again, go to largocc.org at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry? and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message.
2: Well, let me tell you who that person is. Her name is Rahab. That's who the person is. A lady that lived on the wall Her house was built in the wall that surrounded Jericho. You know, God takes care of His people. And He also empowers His people. What do we know about Rahab? Well, the Scripture clearly tells us that she was a harlot, a prostitute. Well, now, friend, I'll tell you something. When I read that, that, that sort of staggered my mind. God, you're going to hold up two and a half million people? The seed of Abraham, two and a half million. Your chosen people, you're going to stop them after they've wandered for 40 years? You're going to hold them up for another three days
0: for a harlot?
2: Listen, friend, God doesn't care who you are or what the past is. Whether it be a little sin or maybe a big sin. We, We have a way of determining those big sins and little sins. We put values on it. But God held that nation up to get that one prostitute into the kingdom of God. Well, here's the story. Here's how it happened. They're ready to cross over. Joshua now is the leader. He takes Moses' place and he sends out two spies into the land. He told these two men, You cross the river, you go over there. That's our land. We're going over in three days. Maybe Joshua needed some more military intelligence. I don't know. I'm sure he didn't even really know and understand what was going on. And friend, we don't have to know everything that's going on. All we have to know is that I'm a child of God redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And if you know that, that's enough. So Joshua sends those two fellows over. And where did they go? But to Rahab's house, a prostitute's house. And they spent the night there. Now, let me tell you something. God was leading. Don't you sometimes wonder how God's leading you? Don't you sometimes question? How, how, how can this be you, Lord? Well, just follow on. You're soon going to find out, just like these two spies found out. But all in all, Rahab came to faith. That one person that the nation was held up three days for. Friend, I'll tell you something today. I want you to listen to what I'm saying. I want you to know, I hope it will grab your heart, that you alone are important to God. All of us are important to God. But each individual here is absolutely important to God. Your prayers are being heard. He wants to forgive sins. He wants to heal hurts. He wants to make a way where there seems there, there is no way. It's you, you. Like we sang, you know. Why should he love me so? But he does. He loves you greatly, more than we can ask or think. But this lady came to faith. This harlot came to faith. And it all started with her hearing. That's why it's so important to hear the word of God. Wherever we hear it, it's so important. She said to these spies, I have heard about you people on the other side of Jordan. I've heard how you came through the Red Sea. I heard how you brought down the two Amorite kings. I have heard. I have heard. Friend, take heed how you hear. Even what you're hearing this morning, faith comes by hearing. She heard and something started happening in her heart. And what was happening in her heart was the move of the Holy Spirit. And these two spies told her more about the plan of God and what God was doing. And it brought this person to belief and to faith. I don't know how the word got out, but the word got out and rumored through the city of Jericho that two spies, Jewish spies, had come into their city. The king heard about it. The king sent police. And why he thought they were at Rahab's house, I surely don't know. But he sent police to her house. Rahab said, don't go out the front door. I've got this scarlet cord, this red rope. I'm going to let you out the window and let you down over the wall because God is surely with you. God is with you. You know, it's not very convenient to go over the wall, is it? I wouldn't think so. It's much more convenient to go out the front door. But God is moving. Don't question His moving. Just go with the Lord. Go with the flow. Go with the flow of the Holy Spirit. And this is what Rahab said. I know God is with you. I know God's going to give you this city. I know this land is your land. She said, but I'm going to ask you one thing. When you come across, you're going to come across, and you're going to take this city down. I know it. In my heart, I know it. She said, I want you to do something. I want you to save me, and I want you to save my family. The two spies told her that under these conditions, and there are always conditions, we hear And the condition is we must believe. And in order to receive Christ, we must acknowledge that we have sinned. And we must confess and repent of those sins. Rahab told her, told them, I have believed. I believe in you. I believe in the nation of Israel. I believe you're coming. I believe God is with you. I don't believe there's anyone or any power that can stop you. But will you save me? Will you save my family? And the spies told her, said, if the people are in your house, your parents, your siblings, the people of your family that are in your house will be saved, provided you put that red cord that you're going to let us down over the wall. If you drop that cord and tie it to the window, when we see that cord, we will know that the people in the house are to be saved. The Israelites will not lift a hand against you. But if anybody leaves this house and goes out into the city, and are not in the house where the scarlet cord is, their blood will be on their own head. Friend, I want to stay in the church of Jesus Christ. I want to stay in the house where the blood is. I want to be at the place where Holy Communion is received. I don't want to be out there somewhere else hoping that everything's going to be okay. I want to be here where I know everything's going to be okay. The table of the Lord, the blood of Jesus. And so she let the men out the city uh, wall, down over the city wall, down through the house, and uh, they went back to the camp. They repeated everything that they had heard from her and what they had seen to Joshua. Three days to save one person, just one. One is important. You're important to the Lord. In the Old Testament, when Israel was about to leave Egypt, Joshua's dad took blood from the lamb and put it on the doorpost. And every Israelite that put that blood, that scarlet red blood on that doorpost, everybody in that house was saved. That scarlet cord goes all the way through to the New Testament, to the cross, where Jesus stained that old rugged cross with His own precious blood. And that stain of blood is on your heart today Only because he loves you, only because he loves me, there is no answer and there is absolutely no excuse as to why he loves us, that he would do what he did for us. But he does just the same. Love us. He gave himself for us. Everybody in that house was saved. There's a scripture in the New Testament where it talks about Paul and Silas in jail. Paul and Silas said to the Philippian jailer believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. You know I can walk down the street of my neighborhood and I can see on their mailboxes and in their yards and up close to the door all kinds of little signs stuck in the yard selling, telling what alarm system that they have purchased to keep their family safe. Friend the safety is the blood of Jesus. And I want to ask you dads and mothers today, is the blood of Jesus on your family, over your house? That's the alarm system that you need. But when the burglars come and the enemy will come, you can't fight that enemy off. But if you have the scarlet blood of Jesus applied to your heart, your life, your family, your children, you are safe. And when the death angel passed through Egypt, The death angel said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. It's the blood. It's the blood. And today, friend, turn to Christ and come to this table confessing and repenting of sins. Well, we've all sinned. We all have. But there's a Savior who loves us. I want to tell you one more story, and I think I've told it here before. It's about John Newton who wrote the hymn Amazing grace. And that hymn has been sung on the plantations in Virginia uh, way back in the slave days. That hymn has been sung. John Newton wrote that hymn. John Newton, they in the cemetery in Albany, England. There's a huge, big granite tombstone. And John Roo- Newton wrote these words and asked that they put on his tombstone when he died. I'm going to read them to you. Here it is, quote, John Newton, clerk, once an infidel and a libertine, a servant of slaves in Africa, was by the rich mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, preserved, restored, pardoned, and appointed to preach the faith he had long labored to destroy. John Newton's mother died when he was seven years old. When he was 11 years old, he signed on to his father's slave ship. His father ran a slave ship, taking slaves out of Africa to the West Indies. When John Newton became a man, he got his own ship and he became captain of his own ship and he continued that, that way to finance his own living. He ran the slave ship. He lived a horrible life, a life of absolute debauchery, debauchery. And then somehow he got a hold of the book, Imitation of Christ, That was written by a a monk back in the 1400s. Actually, it was 1474, and I have that book in my own library. And he began to read it, and the Holy Spirit began to work in his heart. That man came to a saving knowledge of Jesus. He found a very nice Christian girl. He married her. And at the age of 49, he was ordained a minister, a priest in the Anglican Church. Here it's called the Episcopal Church. For 15 years... He he preached at Albany, England, where his remains are today, that big granite tombstone, and his wife's remains are there. For fifteen years he preached there, and then for twenty, for thirty-eight years he went to London and he preached in London. And while in London, he began to oppose the slave trade. He and Wilbur Wilberforce and other politicians went to the English Parliament and said, this is of the devil. This is not of God. This is a horrible institution and we must do away with it. It didn't happen overnight. Actually, it was not until 1807 that the Parliament abolished the slave trade in England because of John Newton, a white man, Wilberforce, a white man, other politicians, all Englishmen fought the slave trade. 1807 was the year that John Newton died. 1807 was the year Parliament did away with the slave trade. A friend, John Newton wrote a hymn, a beautiful hymn, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch. There's a church I heard about took that word wretch out and put the word person. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a person like me. John said, I wasn't a person. I was a wretch. And God had mercy on me and came into my life and saved me.
1: God loves you with an everlasting love and he cares for you deeply. We read in Matthew 6, 26. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? I encourage you to move forward boldly in the Lord's strength, knowing that He is with you and will never leave you. We hope today's healing word has been a blessing and has encouraged your faith in God to grow. We invite you to email Pastor Morris directly at... Contact us at TheHealingWordMinistries.com and share your blessing or send a prayer request and Pastor Morris will pray for you. And as a reminder, you can attend the services at Largo Community Church this Sunday via live streaming. Go to LargoCC.org at 9 or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. Again, go to LargoCC.org at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. Tune in tomorrow for the message titled, A Cross Over Time. The next message in the current series focused on Joshua. Until then, blessings on you.